In her book, Eat, Pray, Love, Elizabeth Gilbert wrote, Happiness is the consequence of personal effort. You fight for it, strive for it, insist upon it, and sometimes even travel around the world looking for it. You have to participate relentlessly in the manifestations of your own blessings. And once you have achieved a state of happiness, you must never become lax about maintaining it. Welcome to the Soul Podcast. I'm Stacy Wheeler. This quote reminds us that happiness is one of our tasks in life. It's a duty and responsibility we have to ourselves. Ourselves. Ms. Gilbert said it well. Happiness is not delivered by another person. Happiness is the consequence of personal effort. The Buddha said, there is no path to happiness. Happiness is the path. I think Elizabeth Gilbert would agree. When she talked about traveling around the world looking for it, she didn't mean that happiness was in a certain place. The journey is where happiness is found, not the destination. Have you ever noticed how some of our greatest moments of happiness seem to happen entirely by accident? Maybe in a moment in nature. Sylvia Plath wrote, I felt my lungs inflate in the onrush of scenery, air, mountains, trees, people. I thought, this is what it is to be happy. I've had that moment in nature. Or maybe you find it in moments interacting with close friends. It's the joy we didn't plan that is so wonderful. The stuff that sneaks up on us in those little moments. But most of us spend time planning for joy, aiming for it, and often not achieving it when we get there. How many times have you planned a trip or an event with great expectation, only to be let down by the results? Maybe it's because we put too much expectation on it instead of letting it unfold without being attached to the outcome. Ultimately, happiness is not out there. It's right here. Happiness is a direction, not a destination. Years ago, I stumbled onto an idea that became part of my way of being and has pretty much remained so ever since. I call it my magic mix. It's an idea that keeps me happy and looking forward to tomorrow. It's a small part of how I structure my life because I found that it lends to my overall happiness each day. I've noticed over the years that there are people who can be found on either side of the extreme scale of happiness. On one end, there are those people who attain high levels of self-mastery, or what some might even call enlightenment. At the highest levels, let's imagine a yogi who might sit in the sweltering heat of the day, surrounded by noise and distraction, yet feels complete and at peace. An image more familiar to those of us living in Western cultures might be of a mother with a crying baby and a list of daily distractions, finding balance and calmness in herself just the same. That's pretty high level. These people are less dependent on the outside world to feel happiness or contentment. These are the serene souls. On the other end of the contentment scale, we find anxious people. They worry about tomorrow or are regretful about yesterday. They are spun up pretty easily. They find contentment only in small moments, and it's short-lived. New stress or anxiety might be triggered by nearly anything. These are the anxious beings. They are much more common than the serene souls, and we all know some of these. Maybe you've even been an anxious being yourself. I think I have from time to time. The anxious being relies entirely on outside forces in order to find glimpses of internal peace. 
the serene souls find their serenity inside. And this level of serenity doesn't happen without effort. The serene souls, they're self-made. Most of us find ourselves somewhere in the middle of these two extremes. We're not the anxious beings and we're not the serene souls. If given the option to pick a team we'd want to play on, I'd wager you'd say you'd rather be a serene soul. You're listening to the Soul Podcast after all. Becoming a better and more peaceful version of ourselves is the work we do here. Becoming an anxious being doesn't take much work. All it requires is that we embrace any negative internal voices we hear and ignore the other voices. Maybe our intuition voice gets drowned out by the ones telling us the world is unfair. Our victim voice or angry voice or insecure voice will condition us to feel the world is unfair and unkind. When we focus on the external world entirely, we rarely find contentment there. When we do, it's short-lived. When we ascend to the higher level, we can find our greatest happiness inside ourselves. But again, that's a target which takes a lot of work. It takes more work because we have to train ourselves to embrace our more hopeful and positive self. We have to learn to ignore and reprogram the part of ourself that wants to embrace the victim mentality, which tells us that the world is mean and unfair. Achieving the serene soul can take a lifetime. So, we have to instead find a balance between two extremes in order to find contentment and reliable happiness. More than 2,500 years ago, Aristotle came up with the idea of the golden mean. The basic principle of the golden mean is moderation. The golden mean looks for the middle ground between two extremes. And Aristotle suggested the middle ground is usually closer to one extreme than the other. I found this true. In my magic mix, the magic was found in the middle, and it wasn't right in the exact middle. It was leaning away from the negative voices and moving toward the more optimistic and hopeful side. The middle ground of my magic mix allows me to be in a happier mindset as I work to improve the way I move through the world. You've heard about some of the things I've added to my personal growth toolbox in earlier episodes. The magic mix is another tool I use to live a happier life and be a better version of myself. The whole notion behind the Soul Podcast is that we are a soul living in a human body. When we understand this, we feel more joy in our lives. We live with a sense of wonder. Of course, because we're living in a human body, life can be distracting. We can forget that we're not this body. And we can get spun out and distracted by daily life when we forget. But when we are in the moment and we can allow our soul to look at the world through our eyes, we can know great joy. Staying in a place of soul serenity is challenging. So what can we do? There is a middle ground that doesn't require mastery of the internal world and helps us adjust to the way we see the outer world. It helps us enjoy the external world more as we move through it and work to become more balanced inside ourselves. Through trial and adjustment, I've found that there are four parts to my magic mix. We're all unique, so your list may vary, but I'll offer this list as a place to start building your own magic mix. The recipe for my magic mix is meditation, exercise, artistic or creative outlet, and travel. So let me explain how each of these contributes to my happiness, and then maybe you can see if they'll fit for you as well. 
So one of my categories is meditation. To be completely accurate, I should say meditation and stretching. This sometimes includes yoga, but daily stretching and meditation are part of nearly every morning for me. I start my day with stretching and meditation for about 10 minutes or more. From the minute my alarm goes off, I'm able to drop into the moment and start my day knowing I'm taking care of myself. And taking care of myself has the added benefit of making me proud of myself, which also makes me happy. Having a regular exercise routine helps me burn stress that I might have. Sometimes this exercise is me just walking around my neighborhood. Maybe it's taking a trail down to the river with my dog. The trick is to not let myself become stagnant. Being on my feet keeps me strong and energetic. It keeps my body healthy, which is also good for my self-image, which again adds to my happiness. Having an artistic outlet feeds a part of me that is happy when I'm being creative. This podcast is part of my artistic and creative side. I also love to look at art. Being around beautiful art fills me up in a way that nothing else does. So I try to take a trip to an exhibit whenever possible. The creative side, I think, is my inner child. You know, who likes to play in the sandbox, making castles from nothing. Is it my inner child? I can't know for sure. But it makes me happier to think so. I like the idea of that little guy having fun and being creative. I like the idea of my inner child bubbling up from inside. So that thought also lends to my happiness. The final piece of my magic mix is travel. I've always enjoyed traveling. As a young adult, I saved for over a year and took a trip to Scotland. I found on that trip that adventure and new experiences bring me a great deal of joy. And you know, it changed me. When I have a trip coming up even months out from now, a wonderful thing happens. I wake up each day knowing I'm one day closer to my adventure. It's kind of like telling a child there's a birthday party coming. The child waits eagerly and each day asks, how much longer? There's something inside of me when I have a trip planned that is the same way. Each day gets me one day closer to that excitement. It takes some effort to keep my magic mix working. At some point, my trip happens and then I have to add a new one. But the process of planning another trip can also add to my happiness. And you know, maybe it's something simple like a camping trip to the nearby Sierras or a road trip with my dog Skittles. Or maybe it's a weekend at a remote hot springs in the mountains. It doesn't really have to be a big expensive trip, something huge. It just needs to be something I'm excited about. And on my list, you'll probably notice there are four elements to the magic mix, but three of them are all about here and now. Meditation, artistic endeavor, and exercise. There have been many great minds throughout history who have said that being present is how you find happiness, and I agree. Roy T. Bennett, author of The Light in the Heart, wrote, If you want to be happy, do not dwell in the past. Do not worry about the future. Focus on living fully in the present. Aristotle, I think, probably agreed. He said, Happiness is a quality of the soul, not a function of one's material circumstances. Our soul is made happy in the moment, not with the trappings of life. And the Roman Stoic philosopher Seneca, he wrote, True happiness is to enjoy the present without anxious dependence upon the future, not to amuse ourselves with either hopes or fears, but to rest satisfied with what we have. The greatest blessings of mankind are within us and within our reach. 
You know, it was entirely an accident that my list formed the way that it did, with so much of it focusing on being present. I wasn't thinking about Seneca or Aristotle or Roy T. Bennett. I just figured it out as I went along. But it seems to be true that being present matters. So my list is primarily about living in the moment. That's just the way it turned out. The only part of my list that's not in the present is the focus on future travel. Having a trip planned helps me look forward to the next day as I get closer to the adventure I have planned. Each day I wake eager to live that day and get on to the next. What are the elements of your magic mix? What are the things that keep you happy? Make a list. Don't put more than four things on it and don't put less than three. So, what goes on your list? I'd argue that most of us get some joy from self-care. What version of self-care leaves you feeling happy and in the moment? Find that and use it to start your list. My self-care is meditation and stretching. Creativity and art are also really important to many of us. Is there an artistic outlet that's given you joy in the past? Is it still feasible in your life? If so, add that to your list. If not, explore the idea of creativity and find an artistic outlet that interests you. You could make an adventure out of it. Like to act? Join a local amateur theater company. Like to write? Join a writing group. Meetup.com's a great place to find like-minded people. I've made friends there in the past. Is exercise helpful? Add that to the list and decide how to fit that into your day. In your list, be broad in your definitions. Notice that I have artistic and creative outlet as one of mine. It doesn't say, do a watercolor each week or write and edit a podcast. I let my artistic and creative side flow and evolve. I settle on what gives me joy and what feeds that artistic side of me. And exercise can also take any form. Don't settle on just one way of achieving something in your magic mix. So make the list. Even if you're not sure if the list is right when you're done, at least you have a place to start. Adjust it as you go. Drop what doesn't work and add something new as you move forward. Start with my list if you'd like. But the trick is to start. Start laying down a path to your happiness today and begin to find that middle place that brings you closer to your serene soul. Thank you for listening to The Soul Podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, learned something new, or were just entertained, please tell your friends about the show. This is the best way for people to find the show. If you heard any quotes you liked in this episode, you'll find them in the show notes. You can also find links to supporting information as well as a list of any books or other reading material related to this episode.